Welcome back, everybody, to episode 304 of the Rideshare Rodeo Audio Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Thank you for listening on any of the pod platforms that you guys listen on. Uh, appreciate every one of you. This week, I am happy to have Ron, uh, Dasher Life Hawaii. Um, some of you guys may know him by either of those names, or if you're familiar with YouTube, you might know him as Boots as well. Um, Ron, thank you for being on the podcast today. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, this has been a minute. I've been I've been waiting to have you on. I was hoping we'd get this before the new year, and we did. So, um, so I guess before we go too far, and I, I'll tell you this: that I th I'm, I was trying to go back last night and see, and I think that we talked about you on the round table because we saw your article before GigCon ever happened, and we even knew you were coming here. Mm -hmm. like we had already talked about your story because we had seen it um so i guess the first thing is before we get into a little bit of your background how you got to this point with gig economy but i'm i'm really curious how that's like how that story got picked up because like i said we were talking about it before you even knew red in the gig wars team um it's it basically has started i was going through my scrolling through my timeline and I was reading an article in the business insider about a guy who drives for Uber and DoorDash. Um, and I'm looking at the numbers he put out and I'm like, he said, he only take 3% of my offers and I'm, I work 10 hour days and I barely make a hundred dollars and I'm scratching my head. Like it, this can't be accurate. So I made a comment on it. And then Jacob, responded to the comment and then I dropped it because I was at a I was at a wedding with my girlfriend and she was like let's just enjoy the wedding and I didn't think nothing of it I just was like you know what forget it and me and her had a disagreement about something don't even remember what it was and during a disagreement she sent me a text and said I don't know what you're going to do with this but here's the information and it was Jacob from the business insider and but I had noticed he had been uh, inboxing me, and I just thought it was spam. So right, yeah. he 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 asked me some questions, and I'm like, well, I don't understand how that guy does it because this is what I do every day. I sent him some numbers, and he was like, well, I need to verify. I'm like, what do you need? He's like, well, do you have a screenshot of your 1099? Do you have tax forms? Blah blah blah. So I sent it to him. But before I sent it to him, I had to get it from DoorDash. And when they sent it back to me, I was like, there's no way you're telling me I made a hundred thousand because that was my goal for this year. Right. And I'm looking at it and I called them like, are you sure? And they like, well, are you? I say, yes. They asked me all the information and it was like, that's you. I was like, damn, <laughs> because right. last year I was dealing with my brother. He was battling stage four cancer. I had a lot of other stuff going on. So I really, really, I knew I made some money, but I didn't know what it was. And once sure. I found out, I was like, this is unbelievable, like unreal. And once he seen the one, 114, he was like, well, my um, people need more proof. So they had me go get another year. And that year I was like, Shh, you know, still like unbelievable. So it all basically came out because of a 
an article that I was reading, which I never knew the Business Insider was the number one online business paper in the world. I never knew that. Jacob never told me that. And even my girlfriend didn't tell me else. No one would have knew what happened. I would have never did it because right. it was, I just thought it was a mom and pop's little paper and it was going to go away. Nobody's going to read it. Nobody's going to see it. And it's just going to disappear. And that didn't happen. So yeah. here we are. Yeah. I mean, this is a, yeah. Business insider usually financial times too, but financial times charges a ridiculous price to have that, to get any articles you have to pay. I, I think it's like $389 a year. You know, even I, even Business Insider has articles that you can't read without paying. They've got that, that wall up, and so. But it was just a, it was just a thing like it just came across my timeline. I never seen the I never knew nothing about the Business Insider. So I was scrolling and seeing it and read. The, I was like, this it just and even even before that article, I would you know I will always be on in uh, Facebook, TikTok you know, Twitter, things like that. And I would see people post things and I'm like, I can't understand why they saying, cause I only do DoorDash. That's right. it. I don't do a multi app. I don't do nothing. So I'm like, why are they saying these things when, but then I have to look at it. Everybody's not built like me or they're not in the market. I'm in it's on. I'm in. So that I had to take that into consideration, but still it was more trash, 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 trash. And I'm sitting here with the numbers that I'm doing and I'm producing. Even before I moved here to Hawaii, I still was making money in Michigan, you right. know, and it's like, why are they, why are they so, so um, mad or, or talking so negative about DoorDash only, you know, it's not just with DoorDash. You have all other apps that people use but they only was focusing on DoorDash and I'm sitting here looking at what I produce daily and what I produce. And I'm like, well, you know, you do work more hours than, you know, certain people, you do try to figure things out in different areas. You do a lot of things that people don't do, but it just wasn't adding up to me. And I'm like, you know, right. I always would say, I should just tell, I should put it out there. I should say, I should do this. I should do that. And then watching videos from different people is like, I don't want to get into that argument. I don't even want to deal with all the negativity. I don't want to deal with the backlash. And it just, it, it happened. And it's like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's still, you know, still people don't believe it. You know, comments I see on Reddit. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, at this point, people should realize it because there's, it's not just you. Other people have these type articles. Come, even the Business Insider, he'll have an article, like you said, that raised your eyebrows that said, I only make $100 a day. But then the next day, even if it wasn't you, it might not have been a hundred grand, but you might have a guy in the same market interviewing the same guy at Business Insider who said, oh, I make 500 a day in that market. Right. So, I mean, it I'm, really, it's not even just market to market. It's driver to driver, too. And and that's what I was saying, too. Like, I've always tell people, I'm not the only one who, I'm not the only one who produce a lot of numbers. It's a lot of, oh, shoot, I don't know. They're going to let me park here today. Um, drivers out here who make money like I do. It's just the thing. I'm the only, I'm the first one who actually let it come out. To where it's worldwide now, to where it's known, where we can make money out here in this market, in this yeah. economy. Period. 
And that's the problem that most don't understand. Like, it's not just me. If you, even if you look at what we do in gig, you know, you see the numbers that's produced in different times and different places and different zones and different markets. And it's still money to be made in the gig economy, no matter what platform you're working on. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and we'll get back to something on that in a second. But before we go too far in, um, you mentioned it because you're from Michigan. I'm from Michigan. I love that. Um, so how how long? So you're born and raised in Michigan, right? Yes. Okay. So after Michigan, like you didn't move to multiple states. You went to only Hawaii. Yes. So how long how long have you been in Hawaii? Uh, two years now. Okay. And the whole, so since you were doing it, gig economy in Michigan too, the whole two years in Hawaii, you've been doing gig economy only. Gig economy only, yes. Okay. Because I know I've heard you say you have bigger, you have other plans in life too. You have other things you want to do. And, yeah. You know, so I I'm use, just, I'm I just, I just ahead. use, I'm using, I'm using, uh, you know, pretty much right now DoorDash for seed money to, um, do other business adventures and you know work on my five year, ten year plan. So it is a, it's just a way. In my opinion, it's a way of means to me not having to ask a bank for a loan or get any funding from family members. Is is the yeah. way I can produce it on my own and I can do it organically. And then, as we all know, look, it's hard to find a, a gig that you can do and make a hundred grand at and be producing that kind of money on the side. So, and to those, to those out there, this is, I guess what I was going at is that, um, you know, I had gig geezer on a, a while back on a last mile episode and we were talking about how, or he asked me out of the blue, he was like, do you, do you think that gig workers on YouTube? And he was specific about YouTube. Do you think that gig workers on YouTube glamorize gig work? And I had to really think about it because I was like, kind of, you know, like, but I think that the good YouTubers glamorize it, but they're glamorizing it because they're proud of it and they did something good and they're trying to show it. But I didn't think of it how he was saying. And I was thinking, yeah, man, maybe, you know, if, if you're somebody that jumps on YouTube and you get one video and it's somebody saying, man, I make 10,000 a day, you might go, whoa, wait, I can quit my job and just do that. But my thing is maybe you should go catch a video of the guy who only makes a hundred a day. Or you should learn the difference between active hours and dasher dash time. Because a lot of dashers say their earnings and they're like, Hey, I made this in five hours. And I'm like, you were on the app for five hours. They're like, no, I was on for nine. I'm like, then you work nine hours. Cause I never understood that. I never understood saying your earnings based on, just you're active. If you're sitting in the car staring at a nap, you're working. Right. And 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 that's the thing too, what I, I get backlash from both sides because I like like uh the first of December of this of this year, I made six hundred and sixty dollars in one day. But I was active eighteen hours, but um my dash time was twenty hours. So I'm not afraid to post that. Right. So, and I'm not afraid to tell people, yes, I've, I've active 18 hours, but I also was out there 20 hours. So you have to look at that and factor it in. And, uh, um, they don't, they still, well, you work too many hours. 
either, either you want me to tell you the hours or you don't want me to tell you the hours. And right. when I when it all boiled down to it, to me, it's like I put the time in to do it. And I'm not suggesting anybody go out there and work the way I work. I, I will always tell people, if you did half of what I did, you will make it in this economy. And more, and more, most of the people or most of the drivers in this economy, if they don't understand the business or the app that they're truly working, if they don't understand it, they're not going to make it out here. And then they're going to complain and cry and get mad and say, it's all trash. And it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not always, always good because we know how, what the apps do, but you can make it beneficial to you in your area. So, and that's what I try to do. Even the the six states that I've dashed in, anytime I go there and I turn this app on, I'm going to make it work for me. And that's, yeah. all, that's all I try to do. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's a good point, you know, that, uh, you know, that's what I meant about the over glamorizing. It doesn't have to be money or this or that, but like when, as long as you put all the information out, this is what I tell everybody that I know on YouTube world, make sure you tell people how long that took you, you know, like make sure you add those details that you might just be so excited about what you earned that you're not even, you're not maliciously not saying it, but there's more to be said. Right. Right. You know, like you got us, you know, I know you're excited, but also saying there that like you just said, I was on the app for 20 hours. I mean, cause that right there might throw off those people who think it's a little glamorized and go, well, wait a minute, dude, I don't want to work 20 hours to, I can't do that. And that, I mean, it goes to my, to the service industry point. I spent years working in bars. Look, I've watched professionals come through the bars and I've watched people who didn't even make it a full week. They're like, dude, this is a lot of work. I'm like, then quit. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> honestly, get out of my way, dude. I need somebody who works. Right. And and that's the that's in my opinion, that's a problem in this economy. We have a lot of people who come out here. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. 114,000 is not a lot of money in today's times. It's not, but it's clickbait. And they see the clickbait. They see the one fourteen. They it don't. Is, break. It is a lot of money. Yeah, I hear what yeah. you're saying. It's it's not it, as much as it was. It's still a lot though. It, and and it's it, but it's and and then too it's like it was clickbait. So they didn't. A lot of people didn't take the chance. First, they didn't even go to the business insider and read that article. All they seen was what they saw on YouTube, right, or or the internet. They didn't go to the business insider and read the article of what I produced in two years. Well, I'm gonna say three years now on on uh, DoorDash. They don't see the whole number; they just see the 114. Yeah. If they go and if they go and read the Business Insider, they're really gonna be mad because they're gonna see it's way more than 114, right? Yeah. But that's yeah. the dedication and time that I put into this, and I only did it with one app, right? And it's like I said, it's nothing wrong with multi app, but with me, I rather do it with one app because if I'm multi app, I'm gonna spend the same amount of time multi app and then I did with one app, you know. If, and, if not, if not more, and then not you, more, and, and then you're screwing around because sometimes you might just put it in the background, but sometimes you might turn it off and come back. And we should all be smart enough to realize that look. We complain about all the intricacies of the algorithms, but to be honest, you should be aware that if you're turning an app on and off, not just not accepting, but you're like, okay, I'm jamming on DoorDash. I'm just going to leave it in the background. They start to get pissed if like they can just tell you're not even looking at these. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, okay, well then, you know, I mean, it, it, I mean, just people make your own logic of it. To me, it's like, wouldn't they create a way to say only show him some for a while because he is not doing anything. To me, that would make logical sense with everything else they do. So they do. Like, and I'll, I'll be trying to explain to people. So you turn on. So say they on the roll, right? They on DoorDash. They're getting order banger after banger. Then they stop and they send them some tra- like three trash orders. Oh, I'm switching to Spark, right? So yeah. that at that moment, how you know that wasn't a test for you to get you off of there as soon as you get off that next person got that banging order that $20 order with a $60 tip you don't know so now right. you don't throw the algorithm off and you're stuck in that low ball order so even when you log back in you're not going to get nothing but trash and it, it's just an opinion that I have is a feeling that I have um of, of the way the algorithm works once you throw it off it's going to continue you on that same path because we, we're put into, a, in my opinion, we're put into a queue. And once you're in that queue, whether you turn the app off, you, you, you whatever you do to it to make it think that you're not going to do these orders, you're still going to stay in that queue even when you turn it back on from that short period of time. And yeah. I, that's why I don't do it. it and, and that's why I do it the way I do it and I work the way I work. And most don't understand it. Um, I'm still trying to learn it. I'm still trying to get things down to the point of, okay, the algorithm going to feed me this, 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 and this throughout my day. You know, I set my day up and, you know, I get up in the morning, I do the breakfast, I do the lunch, and then I do dinner. And I set my day up to every day. It's pretty much the same revolving pattern. Now, there's days out here where they feed me a lot of trash, and I know I got to decipher through that. And I got to work through that and I got to struggle, but I'm not going to sit up here and say it's all garbage because I know eventually it's going to get better on the other side. And so you're, you're in Oahu, right? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I would imagine that's probably the strongest of the Hawaiian markets, even though my guess is they all pay well, but, um, <laughs> you know, well, they... well, well, here in Maui before the fires was on Maui and then Kona. So Kona, they, those are the three strongest markets over here. Um, the lot, the other islands are smaller. Um, is Oahu, Kona is the big island? No, the big island is the big island. Okay. Um, the only thing about the big island is a lot of lava zones. So yeah. a lot of people live off the grid because of the land is cheaper over there, and they really don't order a lot of DoorDash. Yeah. So. Or they, you know, a lot of the gig work, they don't a lot of, they don't do it a lot because they try to keep that island a little bit nostalgia and a, more history of it. And yeah. You know. But I know that I know that like I've seen rideshare drivers who crush it on Kauai and they're just oh, doing Kauai. these short little trips. Yeah. Yeah. They Kauai is um mostly waterfalls and um forests and hikes. So they're going yeah. to be, you know, a lot of the tourists go through there and they want to see the site. So they, they do make money in ride share. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I've been to, I've been to a handful of the islands. Um, one of my closest friends lives on Maui, lived through the fires. Uh, he was at, he's actually the sous chef at Duke's there. So they were all shut so, down and um, kind of a big deal. Like he was, his wife is indigenous to the island of Maui, and so is her her mom and her grandmother, and they all live down the hill from each other. And 
somehow like when the fires happened, he wasn't in a good, he wasn't in one of the good areas. And somehow though, the mom, the grandmother, all their house, all the houses in the neighborhood burned down except for like seven. And theirs was one of the seven that didn't burn down. (laughs) I feel, I feel as much as I feel bad. It's like, he's like, I feel bad, man. My neighbors on both sides house to the ground. Ours, not even a burn mark. Yeah. But it kind of, he kind of made it sound like, man, we got a lot more land now. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It, the thing about it is um, I was doing a delivery, and I went up, had to go up the mountain. And I'm looking. I'm like, dang, something's on fire. And didn't know what it was until like I looked. And I'm like, oh, shit, that was Maui. So you actually seen it from this island. Oh, I would, was I would imagine you saw the smoke from anywhere on the island. Well, no, like it was a overcast. So on a clear day, you can see clear across to Maui. Yeah. On a clear day. But when it's foggy like that, you, you can't really see the island. And you only at night, it was nighttime. So it was actually getting dark, like sunset. And when you start seeing it, but it, it had been burning for two days before they said anything. And only reason on the third day they said something is because it started getting out um, that it was burning. So. so the when you went Michigan to Hawaii, was what was the reason for making the Hawaii move? I've always wanted to come here since 2005 when I first visited um, the islands. I would come back every year except 2010 for two-week vacation. And... Do you do you have family there? I have a brother who lives here. Um, okay. He lives in he lives in Mililani. He's been here 23, 24 years. Um, I was I was at a point I was running um my own. I was working at the plant. I I decided to leave there after seventeen years, and I was also running my own automotive repair service, which is a mobile auto repair service. And it's like basically I've been a business owner and an entrepreneur for a very long time. In in Detroit. Um, yes. Yes. In Detroit you were, okay. Yeah. So it was to a point of once I left the plant, I was on my, you know, just doing my mobile repair service. And being a business owner, some people don't understand. You the you the last person to sometimes eat. If, you you the last even. person. I've been a business owner. Yeah, too, yeah. You, you the last, and it's a different, <laughs> it's a different mentality, and it's a strain. So, I was going through a breakup. Um, my my you no, know, at the time, my family was really just trying to pull me in every which way, but lose. I couldn't really get no help with the business. Far as you know, you want to hire people, but. If you pull up, you have somebody go check out a $50,000 car and they destroy it, it falls back on you. So a lot of things was going on mentally, and I just said, I'm leaving. My children were grown, or they are grown, so it was time to go. You know, the relationship was failing. Um, the children is grown. Um, grandson was born, and I was like, I, I, need to, I need to get away from this because I know this. This is where I've been for 40 44 years I need a fresh start and I picked the phone up and I was talking to my brother and we were just having a conversation I was like I'm burnt out I, I, I'm burnt out I don't know what to do I, I need to you know as men we don't have outlet 
friends, right? So we don't have anyone we pretty much can talk to and feel comfortable with. So uh, my brother said, come here. I said, I'm on my way. And I, I moved. <laughs> I, I got to tell, tell the audio podcast listeners, for, for those of you listening, you might want to just pop over to YouTube. I know how a lot of you feel about it. If you do, obviously give uh, Dash of Life Hawaii a sub. Say hello. But uh, you got to see Ron for one because he, he doesn't look like a grandfather at all. <laughs> guy does not even look close to a grandfather <laughs> he looks so way have, too young to be a grandfather man. yeah i have three grandchildren now yeah. <laughs> um but so okay so you're only doing doordash down there obviously mm -hmm. this isn't this isn't about that just 100 plus grand you made it's more about just i mean obviously you do well down there and one thing that we know, I mean, I had Sergio on the 300th podcast and we got into a topic that, you know, I've been following a lot, but we don't often talk about it on a lot of things because it can get touchy. But with Sergio there, I asked him if we could, because he's an immigrant and he said, yeah. And I figured between the two of us is a perfect time. But um, we talked about, you know, the 8 million people who have illegally entered this country mm -hmm. and they're the triple overdose saturation on all mm -hmm. these apps now here in the continental United States, because we had oversaturation in every market, but that now there's black market illegal accounts being rented out every day. Um, those people run them 24 hours a day, which means if there's three people running eight hour shifts, 24 hours a day on an illegal account, you never ever have the driver of that actual account on there. So who knows how safe that person is? I mean, most of them are probably doing these, things and they're you know they're probably safe but at the same time once they realize if they aren't if they have any criminal intent once they realize wait there's no tie to me because this is somebody else's account that could become a different story if they're seeing your house or they're seeing a way into your house or something like that if that criminal element's there and they're doing this just to get by they might be that's really being able to scope things so there's a danger level for the customers too and what these apps have let happen um, you don't have that problem down there because you don't have the people illegally crossing into Hawaii. That just doesn't happen. <laughs> well, we have we have some immigrants here. Uh, the the biggest, most of the biggest problem here is homeless. Um, right, but they're not come. They're not crossing a border that's just no. torn down and entering. You can't do that. I I've ran into seven. That I know, uh, immigrants that's here, they're right. they're on, they're using mopeds right now. Um, one of them the other day, I was in Cheesecake Factory. He he's in there with five phones, and he just you know we they trying to get he's Uber on one, DoorDash on another, and he's just trying to get them all together. Uh, Hungry Panda, it's a well it used to be Bite Squad until Uber bought it. Um. Right. Bite squad. He, he's running all the apps, and I'm just like, and he looks and he sees me. He's like, "Oh, you're the reason I'm here." I'm like, <laughs> oh, "It man. is what it is, man." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but you know, but I don't. When it comes to that, sometimes I don't look at it, and I don't, I don't let that uh, deter me. And no, but I guess my point was was that we have eight million that crossed over. Yeah, you, you've had a handful that somehow got a plane ticket or whatever to Hawaii, and that's not cheap as it is. Most of these people that show up have nothing on them money wise. 
nothing yeah. when they get here. And they move them to the blue states now out of Texas because they're like, fine, you take them. Oh, that's you know wrong. what I mean? That's well, wrong. but I mean, what are they supposed but what are they supposed to be doing? Letting them all live there? Yes. I mean, I, I mean, I get it, but I'm saying like and this isn't to get political, but they're just I'm not even saying what the answer is because I don't know it, but something needs to be done. You can't keep letting in people. There's a difference between coming here illegally because there isn't a way of coming here illegally that's legal and being illegal for a little bit. That's a, a different thing. But just crossing over and we have no record of you, that's different. In, in so many words, um, I think it's planned by our I mean, not to say it like, but our our government, I think they plan it yeah. that way to kill the economy much as they can for we to be um, more dependent on the government. You know, it's just oh, my yeah, opinion. Yeah. It, it's, it's just my opinion. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm yeah. I'm right there with you. You know, I, somebody said somebody said this to me once, where and it doesn't have to be true for anybody, but I'll just say it that. I'm an ind- I'm a registered independent voter, which means I don't get to vote in primaries, but I can vote in the general elections. Mm-hmm. That's the one downside. If anybody isn't aware, you can't vote in primaries, so you can't vote for who will run in the parties since you're independent. But I will say this: that somebody said to me, "Listen, in your 20s and 30s, you sh- you know a lot of people are are good-hearted Democrats by their 40s, 50s." They start seeing the side of Republican and feel a little bit burnt by Democrats. And then, you know, they start balancing after that. And there is a balance you get. I've always said, you know, the, the two party system needs to go. Um, we just need to you, candidates should just be running on who they are and have and everybody should have a fact checked website. You know, and if if you are saying I, I stand for this, a fact checked website would say, no, you don't, because you also stand for this. So you can't. So where do you stand? And you'd have to pick something. You'd have to stay in your lane. Right. You know, because they just go out and lie to everybody and whatever they can can to get the votes. So it's it's really more about the party. And and I know that we can say this is not being mean, but Democrat-led stuff always wants as many programs as possible, which equates to a lot more tax dollars for us. That doesn't mean some of these programs aren't wrong, but I don't like the way that it's just a free-for-all at spending. And like you said, potentially bringing in more people to show that we have more people who don't have jobs, so we need more programs. That kind of stuff is just the wrong. That's I don't know. And most most people who vote politically only go off of what they were taught when they were younger. They go off the family history. They don't look at um, certain people or the people who run, and they don't look at their agenda. I mean, I've said I've said it a lot of times. Some people don't like it. Most people don't even know why they voted for Obama. They don't. They just know he was black, and they voted for him. And that's why, because this person said it, they didn't. They didn't follow his agenda. They didn't follow his plan. They didn't follow any of that. Oh, he's going to be the first black president. And then most people don't even know why they don't like Trump. But they only they only they only go about what they see in the media. Um, yeah. uh, they say, oh, he's a bigot. He's a racist. He's this. He's that. But behind the scenes, do you know what that man has done? Did he, Did you see yeah. what he did for the country? Did you follow his agenda? Did you know? And then when I speak of it, oh, you like you you this you that. And then so either way, I go like I tell people they don't even like conversations like me and you are having right now. 
No, because no. we're not supposed to have these conversations. We're not po- we're supposed to hate each other because yeah. that's the narrative they spit out there when it comes to the the religion and the the uh, politics of this all. In this country, uh, most people don't even understand that the Democratic was the evil party in the beginning. I don't know yeah. when it flipped to make them the savior, but the Republican well, the, party. The Republican, was, I mean, nobody should ever forget that the Republican Party's first major win was ending slavery. Let's not forget that. That's the, but, I mean, look, that's but, a big deal, yeah. you guys. That should tell you something about the other party. <laughs> hey, but, and then, but the narrative, but, but, but if you look at the narrative over the years, it changed. They made it seem like the, the Democratic Party was the ones who did it. So, sure. like, and most, most like it's, it's just back to what I said earlier about the news article in the business magazine, business insider versus the 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 pair of the um, articles and videos on YouTube. No one takes the time to read and understand what they're getting themselves into. They just go off the popularity of it all. You know, it, it, it who's popular, who's moving, who's doing all. Oh, I'm going on that side. You know, it's just like it's another analogy, like. The the DoorDash was came out with the, it hit the national news. Oh, they're going to tell customers they got a tip, or they can't. They're going to wait for their order. Now everybody jumps on it, but not realizing, at least four to five months ago, Sir Elizabeth was the first person who said something about it, and nobody paid it no attention because it's yeah. been out for a very long time. They just yeah. they just didn't do it because to them at that time it was boring. Now that everybody knows in this world, quote unquote, worldwide, oh, we got to put out information on it. And most who put out information still didn't even put out the right information. So my, my take like, on that is just a is just a PR move anyway. Number one, I believe that by the new year, they'll retract that. That last screen won't be there anymore. They often yeah. put something in the app for five, six weeks. Look how good of a company we are. We're trying to fight for our drivers. Yeah, we we drivers know you're not right. And don't don't and they and they do listen to this podcast. So as you guys are as who whatever companies are listening this week, we know you don't. We know you don't. Nobody, none of us, especially us veterans, we know you don't have our best interest at heart. We know you don't care. We are a num. We are an algorithmic number to you. That's it. We are a database entry node. That's all. There is no humanization going on. They don't care about our well-being. <laughs> and, they, and they show you that too, just off DoorDash alone. In the three years that I've been working, it, I've seen all the changes that come along. When I first got into it, there was no borders. There was no zones. It was just you go anywhere, drive, you get an order. Then the but that zones was, that was pandemic times too. That was pre. That was yeah. It was. It was. But it was before. And and then like even with that, it's like then it went to this. And then top dasher just was. You didn't have to worry about no numbers. You was top dasher. Now all that stuff you got it changes. And and then you know you get people who put stuff out on the internet that they shouldn't put out on video. And then they get mad when the companies go back and try to you know clean it up. And, oh no, they're doing us. They're, oh yeah, you know they're not always right. They're not. So we go through these changes and we have to adapt with it. But the companies all uh, try to make it seem like it's our fault, and saying sometimes it don't be our fault. It'd be their fault totally. And you know it. They'll throw you a nugget. You'll take it, and then you know you don't take it, and it's just a back and forth with it. Oh, but they really don't care. 
long as you're making money for them and their shareholders is paid, yeah. you're all right, you know. Yeah, we don't even know that their shareholders necessarily get paid, but their VCs do. The original venture capitalists who got in, they get paid. Yeah. <laughs> even if the company doesn't make money, they're making some money. That does happen. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I, uh, um, I'm with you about the apps that listen, you know, it's, I, I, I do always equate it to the, to the service industry. Not everybody is cut out for this. And I know some people look at the gig work and think, well, but that's not, that's not working in a bar or a restaurant, which I don't want to do. This is different. I'm just delivering food. It's still the service industry and you're still going to mm -hmm. be somewhat relying on tips. So if you think, mm -hmm. I mean, look at your personality and I don't just mean personality handing it to the customer and dealing with the restaurant i mean the whole thing like if you're a type who's like i've been out here an hour and i haven't made any money what the and you're negative for the rest of your day and don't expect any tips because your energy's bad too i mean the whole thing that kind of stuff carries over you know and it's um you know and i guess those people will fall off by the wayside at some point but I tell anybody like this, if you arguing with your girl, your kids, your dog, the uh, the paper man, the mailman, don't do this. Don't come yeah. out here, you know, because it basically starts when your mindset. If you feel like you're not going to make no money, you're not going to make no money. If you feel like you're going to go in this restaurant and give or give these people an attitude, when you walk in, they're doing a job. Now, I get it. The app says it's ready. It might not be ready. So you go in there and you match. So even if you go in there and the order's ready, I've seen this firsthand. People come in, shove the phone in someone's face, don't oh. speak, don't say nothing. And then I can I can see the order maybe sitting there. Then they get a person attitude. And then by yeah. the time it's all over, they frustrated, they unassigned it. And as soon as they leave out, the next person walk in, pick that order up and leave right out. And it's been sitting there the whole time, all because their attitude was negative. You know, and it's like you can't do this and be in this and expect somebody the entitlement in this economy, this 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 side of business is is crazy. The it's like you if yeah. you don't if you if you know if you got an order, you know it's no tip, why take it? Yeah. Be that's why I was saying about glamorize, because I'm wondering if some of these people have seen like four or five videos, quit their job, jumped into the gig economy and said, Well, I just did four orders. I didn't make fifty bucks an order. No, you're well, not. Of, make of course, you didn't. That's not how it that works. Is. So, if you saw a video that said that is how it works, you should go back and tell that person that's not how it works. <laughs> so. And the thing about it too, <laughs> one of the things about it is, pandemic, COVID, spoiled a lot of people. Oh yeah. When you when you turn that app on in 30 minutes, you got 150, 200 dollars, and they they still living in that time. Hey, that's not gonna. That's not coming back no time soon. You no, know. I, the long Lou from the Long Island Dash experience and I had a had a pretty deep discussion. We we've we've done like seven or eight, and it's Lou, Mary, and I. And Lou said to me that the last one we did just about a couple months ago, he said, "Well, don't." He goes, "Here, don't get mad at me." But he goes, "Here's my new opinion on it." He said, "Honestly, he goes, it's not just the dashers who are feeling entitled to a certain amount of money." He goes, "You know." He said that all these people who during the pandemic were getting stimulus checks, doesn't matter if they were getting PUA or whatnot. We were all getting stimulus checks. We were at points where we were in lockdown. We couldn't leave our house. You couldn't do fun stuff. 
And so movie theaters came to your house. You could pay 20 bucks and watch a movie that just came out in the theater at your house. You couldn't go do stuff, but you could order food. So that became like a fun thing to do as well as a necessity. And now it's a full-blown luxury. And he his thing was, he literally said, look at 90% of you customers using the app need to delete the app today. You can't afford it. That's true too. That's he true was too. Like, like, you people are living in the pandemic era. You think you can afford this, but you can't. Yeah. And, and if, you're, shows, if you're tipping nothing, that should be the first sign of proof you can't afford it. That's true. And then you also have the ones who just won't tip at all. Then the right. Ones, like, but, the but he's kind of pointing out the people who he's been doing it so long in Long Island. He knows he's like, this neighborhood always would tip me on average this amount. And he's saying now they all tip me one dollar. The same yeah. people. Those yeah. people are the ones he's saying they don't understand. They can't afford the service anymore. Um, and the ones that, to me, the ones that don't tip is the same one that go to the restaurant and always got to talk to the manager. You can't even afford to eat here because you're gonna yeah. say you're gonna say something was wrong with your serve. No matter how good the service is, the food was, you're gonna always got to talk to the manager to try to get a free meal. You know yeah. that, and that's just the way it is out here too. Like even even the customers get mad. Oh, you're doing your job. Well, I am doing a job, and it comes back to the to the, the apps. They pay. They don't pay us as uh, mobile servers. They pay us as brick and mortar servers. That's why the base pay is what it is. You know, yeah. they don't pay us as getting in our car and going to taking it to the customer, which in my opinion should be $5 across the board on short distance and $8 across the board on long distance. That's just my opinion. You know, that's the figure I came up with. Could be more, could be less. I don't know. But see, they, they I take pay it, us. I think totally different approach. I actually think I, I used to play with the numbers. We used to play with them over at Para and see what could really be done. But now I have this whole new approach of, it would save the company a lot of money to not even be taking anything out of it because then they could call us true independent contractors. They'd get mm -hmm. a lot around a lot of tax stuff. They'd get around a lot of this SAAS. You're handing a customer to a person who, if they're audited, can't produce that customer's information. So that's not really their customer. It's yours, the middleman's. They could get around all that if they took, and you might not like this, base pay to zero. And by that, I mean, on the last screen, it's not even a, hey, don't forget to tip your driver. It's like, it's just like the rest of the screens. It's a flow screen. You don't get past it. Now put in your bid for a drive or put in a bid for the service. Because mm -hmm. somebody who worked in the tipping industry and bars and restaurants, I get that people want to see the service first before tipping. So this isn't really a tip. It's a service fee. Mm -hmm. So bid your service fee. And then just, we know these companies are smart enough to say um, that bid is estimated to take 50 minutes. If you add $5 to your bid, you will most likely get it in 20 minutes, something mm -hmm. along those lines. So that there's no BS, no um, hidden transparency issues. It's upfront and it just comes through and it's still, do you want to take it or not? But you're just seeing the straight price. Right. Well, that's, that sounds great. Right, I mean, because that's always great. Paying you zero, there's no base pay anymore. So it would literally say, "Okay, you've made your order. So guess what? Now, now you have to pay to have it driven to you, though. Not yeah. a tip, but you, if you put zero in it, here's when it'll get to you. Never. 
Yeah. Because because and, there's no you got to put something in there. Yeah. yeah. And the, they they made it easier for them not to tip with that. Okay, I'm gonna order sixty dollars worth of food. Or I'm gonna get you to shop my groceries, my three hundred dollar grocery bill, and don't pay you nothing because you you getting the base pay of two dollars and fifty cents. They made it easy for them, but it's more harder for us. And it's a different way they could do it across the board. They just choose not to. Right, and, but keep lowering what they're going to give yeah. out as base pay. And I say, I say, just take it away. Yeah. And they, I, <laughs> I do believe too. Like they're they're lowering the base pay for us, a lot of us, because of what they're doing in different markets, like in New York. They're paying them thirty dollars an hour. So what, where's the where's the money going to come from? Well, California, we're going to. That's the, that's the last topic I have today because we're going to bring that up because they're not quite paying them thirty bucks an hour. There's a there's a trick to this, you guys. Um, here, oh. I'm, I'm going to bring this up right now. So look, this is what the New York Dashers saw in the app. Um, you know, here's here's what you should know about New York City pay regulations. Now, remember, this is coming from DoorDash, so you should always be a little skeptical when you're reading the the comment from the app. You know, like the, now go do research because here's what they say. They say, how does the minimum work? So dashers can continue to dash and earn per uh, per offer, but your pay will be reviewed on a weekly uh, cadence to see if you qualify for a weekly pay adjustment. So earning minimums, dashers will now earn at least $29.93 an hour um, of active time. Uh, from, from when the order is accepted until completed, this rate excludes tips um, and is just a minimum. No dashers still have the, uh, or, so dashers still have the opportunity to earn um, more than the minimum. Here's the thing, though, you guys, on this one, I got to tell you that this is two things. So it's actually, if you don't want to take the permit, they're asking, DoorDash is wanting you to take the permitted here. They're saying, take the permitted. It's $29.93 for an active hour. That kind of works in the way that Prop 22 did. The other side of this is really scary because what they're not telling you here is if you don't opt into this, you will make $17.96 just to be on the app. They haven't hmm. put in any kind of clauses about like how many declines you can make. But So if I turn on the app and sit at home, I'm going to be paid. But here's where the problem comes in, and New York's faced this before, is that when they do this, they do the same thing that the TLC and the, or the medallion cabs had to do. They only let a certain amount of dashers be on the platform at the same time. So when if you choose the option of 1796 flat pay, it's not for active time, it's for dash time. Hmm. Now they I'm sure they're gonna put some things in there, like you can only decline two or three per hour kind of thing. And after that, you'll be turned off if you don't. It'll kind of be like the hourly thing, is my guess. Right. You know, like hourly pay. I think you can decline right. two or something, or one even. I don't even know. Um but what they're trying to do is get you to do this one where it's 50 cents a minute is how they'll it. I don't know why they say 29.93. It's weird to me because it should be 30 because it's 60 minutes. 50 cents a minute would be $30, but they're saying 29.93 for whatever reason. Um, 
But so the 50 cents a minute, if you choose to take that, that's only going to be when you take the dashes. But if you take the if you take the New York City law, you're going to get 1796 just to be on. Now they tried this with rideshare and all my rideshare driver friends in New York City who would make 60, 70 bucks an hour. It was like 2996 or something like this a few years back. And they, all my friends who were taking the hardest shifts, the midnight shifts on Fridays, the late nights, the ones that nobody wanted unless you were out just to make the best money. And these people were. Now they would take those shifts and they couldn't make anything over 30, 35 bucks because you got to have a floor meets ceiling. When you put in these numbers, DoorDash is not paying the difference of the people who are making $4 an hour sitting at home. They're not just paying them that difference. They're taking it from the top earners. And exactly. so it's floor meets ceiling. And that and so there here's how I look at it. It happened in rideshare. Expect that the whatever it is, 1796, expect that to become what you all make, whether you're a hustler or just the laziest person on earth. Yeah. And that's and a that's of- a problem in my book because this is a this is a hustler job. It's like working in a bar. You know, you mm-hmm. I know people who have tried to work at the high volume bars I work at. And all I'm thinking is, dude, you got to quit or get fired because you belong in an Applebee's in the suburb. You do not belong in this high volume bar. You don't know how to bartend. And and that's the thing with this economy. A lot of people don't know that. I'm just going to put it in my my case, right? When they said, do you want Prop 22? I say, hell no. Why would I want Prop 22? Cause I know I've had hours where I came out and I made a hundred, I made 150, I've made $200 an hour. You know, it, I mean, does it happen more often times, more often times than none? Yes, but it doesn't happen. I'm not going to say every day, but right. even in that, even in that sense, I know I've done it. So why would I want an hourly wage? It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, and, I you get know, it. and you know, you won't have those banger nights anymore. Right. You know, they'll reel right. that back. They'll say, Ron, right. you can't make this much money. We got to right. take it that and give it to the people right. who can't earn. Right. And that's the thing. Like, they don't want to get out here. The, this economy is built for hustlers and entrepreneurs, not people with a W-2 mindset. You right. know, you know, when they when they come out here, oh, I want to make 300 in an hour. That's not going to happen, dude. You yeah. know, I got, a, I got a system. For every four hours I work, I need to make $100. That's my system. A lot of people, if I'm working four hours, I need to make 400 Dude. <laughs> you're not gonna happen unless you if you put in the work and the time into anything is is going it's going to pay off but they go out i need a handout when it don't work for them oh now i want to unionize now i want to do this now i want to do that but the people who's actually earning it, it 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 brings it down and when i say that to people oh, are you just mad no i'm not mad about it because nine times out of ten i'm still going to produce my numbers it just may take me a little longer in the long run but i'm still going to produce and you're still going to be sitting there saying how did you do that? Because if you if you understand it, you can make it work. But when you begging, you always gonna say it's, it's trash. Yeah, and I mean that's and, just my opinion. No, you're you're 100 right. Because I mean, again, I'm putting I I often do this, but I'm putting it in service industry things. You know, if I want to get a Friday, Saturday, and a Thursday night, three great bar shifts, I'm gonna have to work two day shifts, and those day shifts are gonna suck. And I'm going to make barely anything, but I have to take those to get the three great shifts where I'm going mm-hmm. to make a hundred dollars an hour. 
but I'll go in and work the day shift for four hours and make $15 an hour, (laughs) you know, but I know that by doing that day shift on Tuesday, I'm getting three night shifts. So I'm going to kill it that week. So that's, I guess, again, part of that mindset. It's like those people might say, well, I'm not going to work that day shift because those four hours, I'm not going to make the hundred dollars. Well, then you're not going to get the hundred dollars shifts. Yeah. And you'll probably just be told you probably shouldn't work here. Yeah. And that's, and again, that's kind of a combo because that's a W2 that still works that way and says, well, you're at the wrong place, buddy. Like that's not how it goes. <laughs> you know, we all pay our dues because somebody has to be there on Tuesday afternoon to run the bar. Mm-hmm. If you'll be that somebody, then you're that, then you're the guy that week and you get, you get a little perk. And a lot so, of a lot of people, a lot of people who get in this economy don't realize like they want they don't want people like me and you and others to work long hours. They want to flood the market to where people only working two hours a week, barely making a hundred bucks, and they don't have they don't have less overhead. But for me working all these, they like, no, 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 we gotta get rid of this. Yeah, we gotta get rid of this. And we'll we'll like right now they have the the 900 for you, the 600 for them, the uh, uh, incentive. I refer somebody. <laughs> yeah. Why? No, you trying to bring, I mean, I don't care about market saturation. I don't. More no, because no, a, a lot because a lot fall by the wayside too. And yeah, people don't talk yeah. about that so much. They get out here a couple yeah. days and they're done. Yeah, and that's the thing. that I seen an article yesterday. Or oh, it's twenty planes full. With Dasher's going to flood his market. He's not going to make that money. I was like, that must be a long layover because I ain't seen him yet. <laughs> well, plus they so, have what? And now they got to get there. They got to find a place to live. It's not cheap to live there at all. And I'm not saying, look, it's. I mean, you were just here recently. It's not cheap to live here either. All right. So they don't understand that when you get when you see something. And you think is what it is. You have to put your plan together. And they jump out here, jump out and get mad when they listen. It takes time. This is a three year thing. I've built this in three years. It ain't easy. It's not easy. I just make it look that way. But I took the time and to understand. And I'm still learning. I'm learning from you. I'm learning from Paige. I'm learning from everybody in this economy on certain things. But I still do it my way. And that's the yeah. Most that's the most thing that people don't understand. I'm not gonna sit up here and say, "Come out here and work these hours." No, but if no. you ask me a question, I'll give you that. I'll give you my opinion and the best opinion that I have to maybe fit your way of working. You know, that's I'll, all I'll, I'll mention. You know, I mean, even some of my radio listeners, I've had them on only twice since I've known him a long time. But I'll use Bud Soda as an example here too, because he's a good person and. We all know that he he is somebody who does work too much because he never takes time off. Like I know that you're working a lot of hours too, but you you know how to you're going to a wedding. You do this. You're doing some things at least to balance out some life. Yeah, I work all the time. He can't make what you do, but that's but that's a market to market. He couldn't. It's not like he's doing anything wrong. It's impossible to make that much where he lives. Well, and talking with Bud and Dylan, he can do it. As I mean, I just don't even think there's the volume. It's not even saturated. It's his. It's his market is very small. And his men, like his mentality with Bud, like it. From it only takes three eighteen. If you work in seven days, 
it only takes $318 a day. And with Bud Soda, his thing is he has to make four, five, six, seven hundred dollars every day to make. No, you don't. If yeah. you make three eighteen a day, I mean, if you want to do, you know, get into the higher, you know, you go to three fifty, whatever. But you make that three eighteen every day. At the end of the month, at the end of the year, you're gonna be over a hundred thousand. But with Bud Soda, he put he puts. In my opinion, he puts too much pressure on himself saying I have to make this, 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 and this, and this. And sometimes it's like you say you made this, but mm, did you really? You know, and it's like, yeah. I don't know. And I've told him all the time, when you approach somebody in the way you speak, just say, in my opinion, or the way I feel, not that it has to be like he told someone $350 was a bad day. Where? Where's that a bad day? <laughs> And I, yeah, and I don't know where? where that's yeah, I don't know where that's coming from because I know he struggles to make those kind of numbers in his market, even working 24 hours. So but that's um, but according to him, he, he makes it every day. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. like I say, if he changes his mentality just a slight, he'll be all right. Just as but you know. Yeah, it's just you know, it's sometimes it's not even a saturation thing or whatever, I guess was my point there. It's it's you know, you can only work your market to so much, but here is the flip side of it. Bud Soda's cost of living is probably one fifth of yours. Right. No, no joke. Probably one fifth, maybe one fourth. Right. But I mean, that's a big, look, if, if you, if you pay to live a thousand dollars a month or you're me who has a son that lives with you 24 seven and you pay 5,000 a month, well, there's a big difference. I got to make up a $4,000 difference between us. You don't need to make as much as I do. Yeah. In fact, you could probably make two thirds of what I make and you'd make more than what I do because your cost of living is lower. It's lower. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, it's all I relevant learned, too. Yeah. It's not only market to market. It's relevant. You know? yeah. I learned here to say, am I going to be in a $6,000 apartment uh uh, what is it? A studio for 550 square feet a month just because I'm making 12, 14 grand a month? Or am I going to live within my means and go get me a $2,000 apartment that's got 600 square feet? I ain't paying for parking because I'm going to park for free and all my other amenities. That way I'm bringing down. So I've learned to be in my cost of living. I, I live in the um heart of Waikiki. And I was fortunate enough to find an apartment that I don't have to spend four, five, six thousand dollars a month on. And most people want to come and like, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. But I'm not just gonna be working to pay bills. That's not that's not that's not what I'm doing. No, we're not doing. Were that you were you, were you I, overshooting that, or is that a real number? That's a real number. Six thousand a month for a five hundred yeah, square we, foot. Nothing. We, yes. That, that's a real number. Yes, we have we are we have we have apartments here. Like it's literally, the the square footage is ridiculous for what they want to pay. And I mean that's no. that's insanity, though. I don't. I, I was it, just thinking about you saying that the dashers are coming, and I'm like, well, where are you going to go? You're not. You can't afford six grand. But they do have apartments here for five hundred and twenty-five dollars a month. 
Right, but, but you, you probably have to leave town a little bit or whatever. Oh, or... no, you're going to have a couple cousins you don't want to live with you, but they're going to be living rent-free, or you might get up the, the, the neighborhood uh, homeless guy peeing on your window, and, or, you know, you might go outside and your, your bike or your car ain't there no more. So, I mean, it all depends on how you want to live. Me, I'm right, not living right. like that. Yeah, well, I'm from Michigan. You and I grew up in Michigan. We just, yeah. you know, we I'm going for the best deal. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. Deal. I'm not gonna go put. I'm not gonna go say, oh, everybody here except for that one open apartment that I could rent is a tweaker. I'll live here because it's cheap. I do know my limits, right? But at the same time, like I need a balance of tweakers. I don't need only tweakers, right? But if it's cheap yeah. because there's a couple tweakers, okay, maybe I'll look into this because I can well, handle not, that. I can deal with it. It's more than a couple plus the bugs <laughs> that come along with it. <laughs> you go ask them bugs too. They yeah, but they might, plans. but they might just as well. Same bugs on the island might come in the in the five, the six thousand dollar ones. The same ones, yeah. The the one the yeah. flying ones will, the flying ones will, yeah. So I mean, to me, yeah, it all becomes relevant on so many different levels. But the real thing that you hit on to me today was that it is the hustle, and I've said this before. It's been a while since I've really said, talked about this, but to be honest. I, I, I like saying this once in a while and I, it sounds weird to people. I'm not trying to sound up on a high horse at all, but it, it's not like that. But gig work is not for everybody. It's, oh, it's not. not. It's not. And I, I don't just mean like, because you have to be in a car or this, or you're used to a desk job. I just mean like a lot of people, I know, actually know people who have never worked service industry in their life. I told my son, I was like, I'm like, I think high school should demand you work service industry should be part of your senior year. You know, that you have a job where people are going to yell at you and not be happy. (laughs) It's kind of, it's kind of an oxymoron. When you look at it, you have people who try to work a W2 and fail. And then you have people who try to work gig work and fail. Because at the at the end of the day, it's not in them. It, it's not is it's not in them to um, hustle. No. And it's sad to say that it's not in them to even coming out here in the gig economy. They don't understand that everything you do is on you. What you produce is on you. There's no direction. Okay. Maybe you get an order, you get a ride, you go grocery shop. That's maybe a little direction. That's your that's your incentive. But when you decide to take that order, when you decide to take that ride, when you decide to do whatever you're doing out here, it's all on you. It's all about your attitude. It's all about your your focus. It's all about your discipline. It's all about your consistency. If you do all those things, you'll make it out here. And if you're not entitled or have the entitlement attitude, you'll make it. But if you don't do none of those, you're going to struggle out here and you're always going to say it's trash. And I've always said, if it's in you, it's in you. If it's not, you you just lost. And I'm not, I'm not saying it like I'm just this ultimate human being because I have my days, I have my moments, but I've always been a hustler my whole life. And that's, that's fact. I've been a hustler my whole life. And I've been in the W-2, I've been out here, and I've been a business owner. I am a business owner, so I understand a lot of different aspects of life, and that's what helps me make it out here. And 
traders say that Dash and Trader said that not too long ago. The things we did when we were younger, raking leaves, carrying groceries, putting buggies up, doing all those things as kids prepared us to be out here in this gig economy. And and that's and that's a good summary right there because people don't do that these days. No. Kid, no like kids, don't. kids, even non-entitled kids are growing up somewhat entitled now because they don't have to do those kind of jobs. It's shocking to me having a, you have kids too, but mine's in, in a senior in high school right now. So I'm a little more in the now and I'm watching mm-hmm. the, what woke culture has done. And it's mm-hmm. just killing me because like they really think a task or a chore is a big deal. Right. Right. They're like what? I'm like, dude, yep. take the trash out. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they get an attitude. When I grew up, that wasn't when my dad said that, that wasn't an option. No. He wasn't he wasn't asking me if I wanted to. Yeah, right. And <laughs> yeah, it what it wasn't. No. Why some my dad looked like Oh, he looking at that. Let me go ahead and get this trash out of here. You know, <laughs> you know, he ain't even had to really say nothing. It was, and the thing about too, we, we spoil our kids. And I pulled up to the drive-through because it was late, and no one's in the drive-through. Nobody, no cars. I'm the only car. I pull up to the window. The girl is like, yeah. So I tap on the window. I have a door that she looks at me. I was like, wow. Are you serious? Then walks away. The manager had to come back and hand me the order because she did not want to get off that text. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that I mean, is I mean, crazy. I guess, I guess, you know, honestly, it's weird, but I'll even take, I'm glad. I'm glad. I will say this. I'm glad I didn't have a cell phone when I was a kid. I mean, these days I live off my cell phone. It is my work, so I need it. But to be honest, I'm glad I didn't have one as a kid because I did stuff as a kid. Yeah, 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 I went out. I did things. They don't do things anymore. Nope, that's it. And we, 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 with with a cell. If we had cell phones when we were kids, we we probably be YouTube stars, <laughs> or we'd be we the did. same as them. So maybe yeah. it's not even their fault. You know, it's just a technology thing. But my point is, is like I'm glad I, you know, I'm glad I grew up when I did. I guess because I I feel like I grew up in a more fun era. And it's sometimes I think it's the parents' fault now because they rather the phone or the tablet raise the child than they raise the child. And if they child, it's I see parents that buy their two, three, four, five year olds thousand dollar phones. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? But then what? <laughs> yeah. But then then complain about you know they'll complain. Oh, gas is four dollars a gallon, but you drinking that Ukamoka latte that costs fifteen dollars every day. Yeah. You ain't missing that Starbucks. <laughs> Come on, quit playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that goes again to the thing we were talking about earlier about maybe people are living outside of their means and not even knowing it. Oh, they know it. Well, be, no, but because of bad habits and not of from them. It's not like taking up a drug or something. I'm not blaming them for it. It's the pandemic. No, none of you knew how to live during the pandemic. We had never had well, one before. Yeah. All they knew is to pick up a phone, order on the app, and get it delivered. Yeah, because I don't know how the how you relate pre-pandemic delivery, but like I'll I'll even real quickly I'll say this that I get 
Like DoorDash and Uber Eats were like non-existent pre-pandemic. The only one that was really being used was Grubhub. And they're the only ones that were transparent. And what about Postmates? Well, Postmates, yeah. Okay. But I'm saying Grubhub was transparent. They were like, here's how much you'll be paid. Here's where you're They gave you all the details you want. And then the pandemic happened and Uber Eats and DoorDash just flipped in and said, no, 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 let's be confusing and make it really diluted and hard to understand. Because they were, they were, they were doing what I believe in my opinion, um, easy cater and delivered and all those are doing. They seen what they were making as far as profits and what we were making as far as drivers. And they want to make more profits and hide us from what we're making as drivers like in like i'm in my opinion this is me alone i'm, I'm not taking an easy cater order because you're not paying me 20 dollars to deliver two thousand dollars of food i'm just not doing that and a yeah. lot of people don't understand that when i first started doing easy cater and deliver um and delivered that catering orders they were they were great then all right. I started noticing, yep. I started noticing the changes. They took the customer name away, added their name. Now they tip you. Now they give you the benefit. You know, I picked up an order. I said it. It said it was going to pay me nineteen dollars and twenty two cent, and then I'll get the three dollars setup fee. It paid me twenty two dollars and twenty two cent. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. The only the only addition was the three dollars setup fee. And it was fifteen hundred dollars worth of food, so no, that doesn't make any sense. How much of that did y'all keep? How much of that did you keep? We don't know. There's no more transparency. Well, here's 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 a crazy story. So Easy Cater put out a catering order that was picked up by ParaWorks. I took it, I delivered it, and this all went well. And it was for a company called King Courier Services here in Colorado. They called Easy Cater or had their relationship with Easy Cater. Easy Cater passed it to ParaWorks. ParaWorks distributed it out to me. I made my money there. When I was done, King Courier Services had a company, Cartwheel, reach out mm-hmm. to me and say, hey, download this app and we can get you tons of catering orders. Glad you did that. And I'm like, you weren't even involved in this mix. Why, are you, why do you have my information <laughs> Like, why is King Courier Services giving out my information to a company I've never worked with? Right. And they're texting me now. And now, that's what I'm, I'm willing to try things. And I said, okay, I downloaded the app. I've had nothing but almost comical experiences. Now, the offers haven't been horrible, but they come in like 10, 15 minutes before. And they're like, oh, this is in 20 minutes. And they're actually pretty good, but they'll always, um, it's always like six at night. They come in at weird times and they're four that night. And they're like, go do this right now. Can you do? And I'm like, no, I'm home, but I would if I was out. And if I wait a few minutes, multiple times, I've had to turn the app off now because they'll text me and they'll go, can you please take this? And I'm like, this is the weirdest thing. (laughs) You're really texting me. Can I please take this? And that, and that's what happened with me with delivering that. They start start calling me out the blue. I'm like, wait, the dude called me like, um, you going to get the order? I said, I don't have an order because all of them was coming through DoorDash. He like, no, look at your phone. I'm like, man, how in the world did you get <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's they do, and that's what I was seeing on Cartwheel too. It would say you've been assigned an order, and that's just a trick to get me to go there. Right. Because when I get there, it's not assigned to me. It's just the order. And then they see that I opened the app. And that's when I'm like, no, dude, I'm home. I can't take that. I close it. 
close the app, and then I get a text. Please take this. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what the <laughs> that was the biggest play I've ever seen. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> but I mean, it was weird because here it was like, you know, we already know we share our information, but this was, this is almost real time third party data being shared because I'm finishing a pair of works order and, and King Courier Services, who was in the background of this whole thing, is now stepping in and saying, we gave your information to Cartwheel. They're going to contact you. But how, how, how legal is that, though? I guess what I'm wondering, too. I mean, I'm guessing it's in a TOS I clicked. You know? But you didn't click it for King, the King Courier Services, though. No, but with Easy Cater, I clicked that I will be working with all of their clients. Oh, that's that's it. <laughs> so. that's what yeah, that's what happened with CNN when they called me. I'm like, man, y'all play too much. <laughs> yeah, I think that you get trapped into the deals Easy Cater has made once you agree to work with Easy Cater. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've they, made some weird agreements like that, and if <clears throat> I think their terms of service are like, hey, by working with Easy Cater, you work by all the standards we work under, and then they don't explain it real well. And it's like, okay, well, what are those standards? Those standards are we give your number out to anybody that asks. <laughs> like, hey, well, wait a we sell like, you know, man. <laughs> you know, we because I'm with you, man. Easy, easy Cater used to be something you could get really good orders on. Mm -hmm. And now they're tweaking yeah. it out a bit. I think that, again, a lot of that has to do with such the oversaturation. I've seen this too. There's two things oversaturation to the to crazy degrees. And gas prices, those always seem to trigger ups and downs with our economy, with the gig economy. You know, if gas prices go really high, we see saturation die off a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, and then as soon as as soon as they triple oversaturate and they just know they got to keep oversaturating because the part that is behind the scenes that people don't hear often is that a lot of people don't make it more than three days in this. No, they don't. Don't. I mean, I think that we not only short times. I don't. I don't think how many people understand that some people don't even finish a first day. They get on the app and they're like, "Is this a joke? I'm done. I yeah. quit." And it it was it was crazy because when I when I um started coming down here before, the very first day, you know, everybody like don't don't go to. They call it in town, which is uh the, the zone I work in. Don't go in town. Don't go in town. So you know, I'm hard headed a little bit. I come in town, I made 30 bucks. I was like, fuck that. I ain't going back down there. Yeah. I'm not about to do that. And it was the ironic part of it is I started doing the outskirts of Honolulu. And I noticed like, wait a minute, I don't even have to go in town to actually get an order. And once I started doing the outskirts it started forcing me in town and i started learning it more and more and i'm like oh, this is easy man why they don't want to come in town all parking nope i i already know where to park you know because i already know probably where to like you took an order in town then drove right back to where they were well no i didn't i came down here on purpose right i'm saying a lot of dashers though probably are going they hear that warning and they go down there like nope and then they work an outskirt area they get sent downtown, then they just leave and go right back. Yeah, but I learned to make it make it work for me. And people are like, how do you easy? You learn it. You make you design it. It's almost you design the app around you, much yeah. as you can. 
I mean, some people are going to argue and say you can't, but you design it, you train it. And I, I was having a, a, a conversation with a, with one of the guys that be on the panel the other day. If you consistently making $200 a day, they're going to feed you enough money to get you to 200 a day. That's it. They're going to feed it to you. The, the habits you do every day is what that uh, AI bot or the algorithm is going to give it to you. And, and it's just the slightest thing people pay attention to. If you start in your zone, if you say you're in your house, your home, an apartment, and you turn an app on where you start at the end of the shift, if you stop working at four o'clock every day between the hours of two and three, they're going to start start sending you orders right back to where you started from. And you're going to yeah. wind up right a block or two away from your house. Yeah. And, and most people don't even pay attention to it. Yeah. They don't. And they're like, why are you trying to force me back home? I'm not ready to quit. But that's what you've been doing for the last because, year. Because the bot is saying you are ready to quit. And if you keep working yep. over... You're gonna get tired, and you're not gonna work the hours I know you're supposed to work. So just listen to me. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just and if, if people just look at that slightly and be like, wait a minute, wait, and just change it a little bit, it'll start getting better, way better. But so anyway. so as walk us out of here, um, what I, I've already said it, but um, what uh, I don't even, I mean. I know you do a lot of stuff with gig wars. I know I've seen you on the, on Matt's uh, stream and other streams, but are you, is anything on your channel? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I have a dash of life Hawaii on YouTube. Then I also right. have the six fig dasher on uh, TikTok. I am also dash of life Hawaii on Instagram. Uh, I have a six fig dasher Facebook page. Um, Pretty much. Well, so so Ron Ron will send all of those to me. So in the show notes of the audio or the video, you guys will be able to find all those links. Because if if you if one of those social platforms applies to you and you don't get on the others, well then check them out on the one. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like I got a mag. Well, I got an article coming out. I just the magazine was mailed out to me today, so I should get it at the end of the month. I mean, end of the week. Um, I have more podcasts coming up that I'm going to be on. I'm talking to several podcasts out in New York um, to make an appearance on those. So I'm moving and shaking around. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, let, I guess the last question I got for you, just out of curiosity, because I'm sure you know some other dashers. I'm sure you know some multi-appers too. So I guess it doesn't even matter if they're multi-appers, dashers, whatever. Are there, do you know people who make close to what person, like personally, who are tight, who are you're close with in on the island that make close to what you do? I know people that make more than I do personally. You do? Okay. And they drive a moped. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know personally it's eight of us here. Um, We're all making over six figures. Okay. And I know him personally, and 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 that's one thing I've I've tried to um, stress to people a lot. Uh, I'm not the only one who doing it. I'm just the one who blew up the spot. You know, I I blew up the spot, and a lot of people fear what they can't control. If I was like, and, and I tell people like, if I was worried about saturation, if I was worried about the next man, I would get out this business. And 
I know the last time I checked, it was two million DoorDashers. Okay, so it's probably two million Uber Eats drivers. It's probably millions and millions of Grubhub drivers. And I say that because when I go to the grocery store and they say I want some Sara Lee bread, I still see the Wonder Bread sitting right next to it. You know, it's not it's not just one person. It's enough money to go around for everybody. And I don't worry about the next person. I I do it my way. You know, if I was worried about those when those guys open when they saw me come to the island, they would give me funny looks, but I didn't know they were trying to figure out who I was. They saw me moving around and we, as we started talking, we all started, you know, just intertwining and mingling and sitting at the bar drinking or whatever together. And then we all realized, damn, this is a million dollar sitting right here between us. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah like literally I mean, and yeah they were no, all like, you got 10 at 100 uh, at six figures plus each yeah, you're over yeah. and they and they were all and we all come to the, the the thing and they were like um when the article dropped they were like man i ain't mad at you for doing it but they gonna i'm like did it change for you did it change for you yeah if it ain't stopping your money then why you worried about it? and they was like you know what you're right because they seen the decline. A lot of people came down here. They tried to work it. They, Like you say, they got frustrated. They walked away from it. Because I'm not trying to oh, I'm not trying to glorify it. I'm telling you like this. I work it's these not, hours. It's not glorifying if you're being honest and you're telling all yeah. the stats. Right. right. Not, 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 not saying it against you, but what I'm telling, what I tell anybody, I'm not glorifying. This is not easy. It's not physically, physically, I had to make some changes in my health and my diet and what I consume to be able to work the hours that I work. So most of the time to me, this is a mental challenge, you know, because if I ride past the beach and I see them waves, I'm like, yeah, do I want to go to the beach or do I want to make money? You know, <laughs> do I want to yeah. go take a, do I want to go on a hike or what do I want to do? So it's more of a mental challenge within myself to stay focused than it is a physical challenge. And it's, is a, it, to me, I'm having fun. And as long yeah. as I'm having fun doing this, I mean, it is what it is. I have a plan that I'm going to use this for so long and put everything else into perspective. And, you know, I'm always going to keep it in my back pocket though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I would say that to everybody. Look, even if you move to a W do or whatever you might want to do, or you start your own business, don't, call these apps and terminate yourself because you never right. know. Right. You might never I mean, know. Even, even if it's just a short pocket, you might have something where you got to make a thousand dollars in two weeks on top of whatever you make. Well, there you go. You still got that. Yeah. Uh, multiple it, income streams are a big thing with me. And I think that everybody should have as many as they can. And I know that's to some people it's like, dude, I don't have that opportunity though. And I, to them, I'd say everybody does. You just got to look for the multiple streams. They're they might not all be gig apps, right? But try and Any, find as many streams of income as you can. And anything I tell anybody, anything you do can be income. Anything yeah. you do can be a business. You can turn, especially if you have a money. passion for it. Mm -hmm. If you have a passion for it, you can turn anything into a business. Yep, you can turn. You can make it into money. And and the, look look at the pet rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I made a million dollars on a rock. <laughs> I mean, that's 
All he did was put it in a little zip bag and <laughs> uh, I remember the, I remember the pet rock. I remember I mean, I'm I mean, old enough people... to remember when that was like a thing. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't know what I'm talking about, but just No, I, I actually remember those. Like, I remember like oh, I'm thinking if you, if you put that out today and it had never been invented, nobody'd buy it. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> They'd be like, you guys are idiots. Just go get one. It was a paper, it was a paper rate. A paper rate. <laughs> but it's so <laughs> I mean you're right, man. That yeah, I mean, I don't know how he even got away with it then, to be honest. But somehow he built that brand and it worked. He sold it. Yeah, and that's all it is. You find somebody who believe in it, you find something that look, will they buy this? Oh, will they watch this? Yeah. Hmm. And you go for it, and it happens. I mean, so, you, so what I one at... one thing I would say to people though is don't listen to this conversation today and think, oh my gosh. And if you missed the part about how expensive it can be to live in Hawaii, go make sure you heard that part too. Don't think that you can go. You know what? My market's really slow right now, and if I can go make a hundred grand working gig work in Hawaii and live on the beach, I'll just go do that. That's not how it works. <laughs> not, no, no, it's not. You can't just go, my my city sucks. I'm going to move to Hawaii tomorrow. It's not. Yeah. I mean, like, well, maybe you'll get lucky, but I doubt it. Yeah. It's I mean, not. I mean, but if they won't you, listen. Because you, you need so much money to even move to Hawaii. Like, um, you, could, you could, like, lowly project and say, I only need a plane ticket and a backpack. No, you don't, dude. Trust me. You're going to be very unhappy. <laughs> Yep, you're gone because <laughs> even though the people here over a period of time, they, you know, start talking and communicating with you. But most of the time, if you hear the the, the turnover rate, mostly, mostly is tourists. So if right. they don't constantly see your face, they like they're not going to talk to you. They're not going to be so open and friendly. But the more and more, even like even with the businesses and the relationships I've built now is because they kept seeing me consistently, consistently, consistently. And then once the article dropped, they were like, oh, shit, that's you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me, you know, and that. Yeah. But had I been. Had I been in that entitlement zone or if I have been giving them shitty attitudes and I've been like a, a just a, a, a pretty much an asshole to them, it would have never worked. But the people that the business and the relationships I've built with these merchants, when they see me, it could be 10 dashers or Uber Eats guys there and they can be waiting. I walk in, I get my bag, I walk out. And, and it's not saying I'm just a man. It's just because I put the time in, I built it, and I made sure I always say, how you doing? And have a nice day. Yeah, you got, you got to. That's, that's part of the service yeah. industry. If yeah. you're in a bad mood, you still got to put that smile on. Yeah, put a smile on your face and keep it moving. And yeah, It's, a, it's know, a tip industry, people. If you frown and you're pissy, nobody's going to tip you. And it's brought me business, you know, several <laughs> places. They call me like, can you come drop this off for me? I'm in the buying. Oh, okay, I'll do it. I'll give you X, Y, and Z. You got to come a little bit more. Or they be like, I'll be like, you know what? That's a little bit of too much, but, you know, if you wouldn't, I'll take it. So, um, yeah, it comes with it comes with the territory. Good attitude brings you more business. You know, and some yeah, good, things like that I don't talk about. Good, but, I, I honestly believe good attitude is just good energy, and you attract good things anyway. 
and if you, you never know if you don't have good it. if you're just going through life pissy you're you're gonna see pissy results mm-hmm. it's it's pretty simple it's yeah and you, and you never know who you talking you could be talking to the ceo of some company you never know and they looking at you and you with the attitude they like don't come back you right know? yeah yeah I mean, at the same time that we're all we're doing these gigs and stuff, don't don't forget, people. This is a business, and there are people at levels that are treating it as such. So, including like a Ron or me, but a lot of you are out here, um, not the listeners, but a lot of drivers are out in markets treating this like, where is all this money I was told about? They're not treating it like a business. They're not treating it like I'm going to need to learn this first to really understand it because. You should be going two weeks, and if your earnings are awful, that's just that's just barrier to entry. You're just learning the game. I mean, so like if you're quitting in the first two weeks, you didn't really give it a try. And they have they have um, some of them have two unrealistic expectations. When oh, I say, lot, I think a lot of people have two unrealistic expectations. They're they're expecting to make a thousand dollars in a day without putting in the work. Yeah. Especially that, if they are coming from people of referrals, because people of referrals build it up like, dude, this can be easy for you. You're gonna crush a hundred deliveries in four hours. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying they're gonna build it up because they want you to hit that hard right. so they get their bonus too. Right, right, yeah. So that's, I mean, of course they're going to make it sound, it's a pitch. It's a marketing pitch. Even if they're your friend, it's still a marketing pitch. They want you, they're not wanting you to fail maybe, but they want you to succeed. But for you, for you, for them to get their bonus, they need you to succeed. And and I'm like, it's like my girlfriend just started doing this and um, she works at the plant. So she works at the Stellanus or whatever they call it now, whatever they want to be identified as Stellanus, Diamond, whatever it is this week. Um, and she'll ask questions. I'll give her the best answer I can give her. But I say, you know what? Always do it like you. Don't do it like me. You know, yeah, and yeah. I don't want you to feel like you're doing this to to get me. No, I mean, if you do it, you do it. I love it. I mean, I help you out, but do it like you. And she's back in Michigan too, so she's still in the Michigan market, and she's been pretty okay with it. You know, she's not getting out here expecting X, Y, and Z because I told her it's not always like that. And she, she actually sees how hard I work and put the time in. And she some days look at me like I don't know how. I don't, shoot, I'm tired off two deliveries. <laughs> yeah. Like you made two and you tired. She's like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, is as you train. It's all. I, it's just like when I was bowling. It's muscle memory to me, you know. I train my body to do this, and my body's gonna give me what I give it. And when it's tired, it's gonna say, "Look, take a break." And yeah. I listen to it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I and I've and you know we have flex hours and flexibility, but I've tweaked mine out to not not my favorite hours. I used to get home from the bars at four a.m. Now I'm getting up for curry to start my day at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, that's a life flip, man. When you start getting up when you went to bed before, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's just that's a that's that's not only different. That's a whole hard world to break. 
if you live vampire life and you need to switch it to you get up as the sun comes up that's a that's man. a whole different animal but that's another thing in but it's what makes the money man it's one thing in this business too most people won't adapt they won't make change Right, because they keep they keep using the word flex term, at least in a way I don't. I'm not disrespecting them. You can say it however you want. But to me, flex is, yes, I can work it around my schedule. But it also implies you're going to, look, it doesn't mean anytime you get on, you make the same money as everybody else. Right. Because there's a lot of times we would all like to work, but we know those are hours that don't pay. Right. So right. You, you have to adapt. Flex doesn't mean you can just, it just means it. Oh, I'm in the mood. I'll make 50 an hour. No, that's not how it works. There's, there are strategies. There are, and there's trends you have to follow. Mm -hmm. I mean, some things might change, you know, maybe like where you are, I'm not sure. Cause you guys always have tourists, but like for me here, like I need some, I'm, I love snowboarding. So I like that I'm up there because sometimes I don't like door dashing so much, but in the winter, I'll do it a little more up in summit County. Because those people are all traveling in and renting $13 million homes. So when they order food, they pay big and tip huge. Right. So, I mean, like there are times, there's a three-month period, December to, to March, or December to March, four months, up in Summit County where I can go make a lot of money door dashing at night. And those are winter months, but at the same time, you know, I got to go an hour away. So it's, I only do it if I'm snowboarding up there, but you know, to each market its own. And I would say that if you're questioning your market, look at your cost of living too, because your cost of living is just as important as the money you make. Mm -hmm. Because right. if like, like I live in a very expensive place too. So if you pay 25% groceries, rent, bills, all that, that I pay to live in Denver, you don't you only have to make less than half of what I make a month and you're making more than me. As weird as that sounds. It, yeah. <laughs> like after we all pay our bills and stuff, if, if you're making 40% of what I make in Denver and you're like, you make a lot more than me, you start still might be making more than me. Right. Because a lot of my I'm I'm not wasting money, but just to live here is not cheap. So and then that, that that that's that's topped on top of your 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 uh your daily life expenses, you yeah. know. So it's like a lot of people too. When I, I I when I say market, sometimes I stop saying that because I say zone. Like my market, it's fourteen different zones here. So yeah. I've worked nine. I've worked nine of the fourteen zones, and if the zone I'm in is slow, I'm I'm gonna creep to that edge or that where that border is between two zones and I may cross over and get a better order in that zone, you know, um, right. with different, you know, ways of without switching zones. So a lot of people are not going to do that. Oh, this is trash. They cutting it off going home. You know, I, nah, I got to figure it out. And when, when it comes, like I say, when it comes to certain people, they figure it out. Others just want to, they just, basically give up you know you just have to learn it and when you learn it and you apply it to you oh, it, it, it could be worth it can be worth it could be worth the while and it's on any app you do on any platform any anything you do in the gig economy yeah then it's just like putting the podcast together 
So most people don't understand how long and how many hours <laughs> you actually put into making a podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think some people are starting to do because I just crossed over 300 episodes. So. <laughs> and, and that's a long road, you guys. I've had CEOs. I've had political debates. I've had <laughs> legislation debates, app debates. Like it, It's a lot of work, especially depending on the guests. Some guests are a lot more casual and it's easy. It's really chill for me, but some get very like I'm under a lot of pressure. You yeah. Know, and it's, I mean, some of these, I, I know that I'm, I have 15 minutes to get three hours worth of questions across to a person that I might never get back on the podcast again. Right. Right. That can be really hard. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of this takes a lot of time. And again, like all, even like the mental preparedness stuff, like when I'm thinking about it, even that's not billable hours. I don't get paid for that. <laughs> nope. That's just stuff that's killing my brain until I figure it out. But that's, I mean, I, I don't know. I like being like that, so I don't mind it. You know, I like thinking about things and trying to be creative and keep my mind working. So um, it is what it is. But, um, you know, I'm glad you're doing good in your market. I'm glad your market's strong. I feel like your market will always be strong. Um, a lot of markets are always strong, but your market will always be strong. People never give up going to Hawaii. No. And it's just that's a never ending. You, you guys just bring them in. It it is rinse and repeat, dude. You guys just have them going through all the time. Yeah, yeah. It just the discovery is um. It was it was a in the beginning. The first six months was 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 real 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 dim. But yeah. I told myself I'm told myself like you know what. I'm not giving up. Even if I didn't do this, I'd probably be out doing a mobile auto repair or something. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be at a W2. And I told myself, I, I'm I, not I know I've known a handful of people to move to Hawaii. And I, I actually know out of that handful, like my one friend is still there. He's married. He's been there many years now, but um, for the most part, many of them didn't even make six, eight months. Yeah. Before the they first, went back to Alaska or wherever they were from, the first because it is it, like you see a lot of different people every day, and it can get lonely. <laughs> yeah, um, especially coming from a place you, you know, you don't you 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 when you back home you have people you walk around they know you they see you, you speak and you hear you people looking at you like. You know, and it's like, oh, you have to, you have to adapt to the situation. And if you're not willing to adapt to any situation and have the confidence in yourself that you can make it, it is not going to be easy. And that's where anywhere you go. If I'd have went to Florida, it'd have been the same thing. I have to. I'm not feeling that person I'm looking at in the mirror every morning. I can't right. fail him. Yeah, I cannot fail him. And I'm going to make it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if all else fell, I'll be back to being a mechanic again. Cause that's a life, that's a life trade that I never like riding a bike. I can pick it back up tomorrow. That's, that's I, I, I could that. do the same thing with the bars, but right. Right. Same, but at the same time, I'm kind of, if I can not have to do that, I would love it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's, it's not what I want to do, but I know I, I could fall back. on it. Yeah. 
So, um, but at the same time, so Ron, thank you for joining us today. Um, always uh, love having fresh blood on here and and talking with new people. And even though I've talked with you before, I, it was it was it was interesting, and I liked having you on. So, thank you for joining me. I appreciate the offer. I appreciate you having me on here. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so uh, keep uh, you guys keep be be smart out there. You know, earn be safe, earn smart, and uh, we'll see you back here next week on the podcast. All right. See.